Okay. All right. We're back with another episode of Bigfoot Revival. I am your host, Sasquatch, and joining me today is the man, the myth, the legend. What else? Just the Yeti. Sure ain't no Ozark drill. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... We have a episode where we're going to teach you how to be Mighty Morphing Power Rangers. All right. That is nostalgic for somebody like me. Um, if you're a girl, you have to wear pink mm-hmm. or yellow if you're Asian. Black if you're black. Of course. Uh, no. Um, we're going to talk about power today. Power. And the power that we find through Christ. That's what we're going to talk about because our slogan, or not slogan, but kind of our, our, our verse. Yeah. yeah. Is for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. And we notice that there's a lot of misunderstanding of what God's power is. In fact, uh, just right quick, there's in Matthew 20, 22, 29. This one of the okay. verses that we looked up. It says, uh, and and to be honest, we were looking through verses and I just happened to stumble across it, so I'm not sure entirely what the context is. But it says, uh, for you do not understand the scriptures nor the power of God. And I think that's a lot of people. Mm. I really do think that's a problem that a lot of people have, that they do not understand neither the, the scripture that talks about the power of God mm-hmm. or the power of God itself. Because so, context is king. Context is king. And 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 there again, I'm I'm hoping that I'm not misusing that. But I like I said, we, we're just looking up Bible verses. We're trying to find out, you know, what what we can and can't say about this topic and and really uh, even even challenging ourselves to say, hey, you know, we, we have this understanding of what the power of Jesus Christ, the power in which we have as Christians through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Um, and, and are we right or wrong about that? Yeah. Right. Because a lot of what we know is because we've been taught that down the years. That's yeah, that's the truth. So, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we we're trying to check that out. But before we dive into that, we have a couple of, uh, new followers on Facebook. Yeah. So, we got two new Facebook likes. You got everything pulled up. Uh huh. All right. So. We got two shout-outs this week. One goes to David Millard III, and another one goes to Brittany Joel Patterson. All right. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Mucho. You're going to have to carry the conversation just for a moment. I got to get this straight. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, uh, like Sasquatch was saying, we like to say that uh, – uh, we cling to Second Timothy one seven. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. And we have to remind ourselves of that a lot because we take on different uh, ventures in the world of business, in the world of church, and and just living life. Just in the world, yeah, just living <laughs> a life. It's man, you look at the news, scroll through Facebook. It's the sky is falling. The sky is falling. All the time. But God's not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. So how can the sky fall if it's being held by the king? Chicken Little ain't got nothing on that. <laughs> so anyway, we wanted to kind of just walk through some of these uh, different aspects of Second Timothy 1.7. I think we've done this before um, in one area. We might have been talking about fear yeah, yeah, not to be not to have fear. Right. Um but that we should have power, love and sound judgment. And we may have even gone over that a little bit, but we really wanted to talk about just power. Yeah. And and what that looks like in the life of a Christian. Now, as we normally do, we're gonna start off with kind of what the world thinks of power and what it looks like. We hear a lot about that. We hear a lot about power and justice. Mm. Um I want to make a clarifying statement real quick. When we talk about justice, we need to be talking about biblical justice, not social justice. If you have social justice, you do not have biblical justice. They do not align. Um, they 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 in a lot of ways they're polar opposites. Hmm. And so, biblical justice is a justice that is handed down through God that He's given us through Scripture. 
And people have flourished as long as they have, you know, been obedient to biblical law and justice. Right. Social justice is going to turn us back into a bunch of cavemen to where we're fighting over our tribes, right? We're, it, it's tribalism, It's it, and it's going to have us turning back into people who go, well, I'm white, you're black, therefore we can't be friends. Or you're Hispanic, and I'm uh, Asian, and we can't be friends. Or It really does divide. Yeah, it's all about divide, and, and they know it. It's designed to divide because once you divide somebody, you can start tearing you can start tearing something apart. Right. And Divide that's the whole idea of critical theory in general. And and, and so it's communistic. Communistic. Mm-hmm. It comes from the communist. Um, Karl Marx talks about this type of stuff. Engels. I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole, the whole so, uh, socialist Marxist clan talks yeah. about this stuff. So we have a different point of view. Um, one that we know works better than, than that mess. And, uh, we know that if you're li- talking about justice, it needs to be a biblical justice, not a social justice. Um, social justice will lead to no justice, mm. where biblical justice will bring us peace. Yeah. All right. Now, that being said, and that's out of the way, uh, you hear a lot about um, power, power structures. Who has power? And so what? what modern minds think about with power is control of someone else Mm. yeah their idea of power is how much control you have of someone else so in in the day of slavery right a slave owner would have had all the power because he'd had to control over someone else now if you have a lost slave owner versus a saved slave the Bible says who has the power is the slave. That's right. The slave would have had the power. And see this, here we go, back back hitting to this mess. But uh, modern day critical theory and all that would have said no, the slave owner had all the power. All the power. So you've just removed any amount of power or, or anything from any anybody who, just because they didn't have the upper hand in, an, in a situation. Right? Just because uh, they, the, you know, the, because the way the world looks at power is who has control. Mm. Where we look at power, so different than that. We don't look at power of who has control over who. Because ultimately, we all know that who has control is, is the king. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. So when the world says you have no power, I can legitimately say, no, I have all the power. Mm-hmm. But you're the one being, you know, burned at a stake, hung on a cross, um, getting your head cut off with a dull butter knife, all these things that people have done to Christians throughout the years. Mm-hmm. These Christians didn't die powerless. No. They died with the power, the power of Jesus Christ, which led them into heaven. And so... We kind of want to walk over some of this stuff and, and describe a little bit of it. You know, that but, reminds me, too, is like for the Christians that have been martyred and persecuted and look like they don't have any power. I mean, I think about what Christ told uh, Pontius Pilate. Yeah. Whenever he said, you have, you would have no power at me except that power that's been given you from above. Exactly. So who has the power? God. Exactly. Christ... Christ could have done whatever he wanted to in that situation. But he submitted to the Father. Yeah. Who has all the power. His desire was, he, what he wanted was to submit to God. Mm-hmm. Bringing the God Father. glory. It was yeah. for God's glory. And there we go. The world says that Pontius Pilate had the power. Mm-hmm. The world says that... uh the Jews in that moment had the power. The, the 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 world says that everybody had the power except for Christ in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. No. Christ was controlling that entire thing. And if you don't believe it, you look back towards Genesis where he says, where God is telling Adam and Eve that one day there will, you know, that there will be a, ch- a son born of woman mm-hmm. 
who will crush the head of the serpent, and the serpent will bruise the son's heel, mm-hmm. or the, the the boy's heel. And that's Christ. That's Christ. None of this was out of control. None of this was unexpected. None of this. God is in absolute sovereign control. And when we, as Christians, uh, uh, when we as Christians become saved, we partake in some of that power. Mm -hmm. Now, others will say, but Sasquatch, aren't you to be, you know, meek? The meek shall inherit the earth? What are you talking about? Power. Yeah, do you want to handle this since I'm making up the, the <laughs> hypothetical questions, or do you want me to keep on? Well, since that is me that asks you these questions, I'll also give you the answers. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the world, well, we in general, Christians, people, just people in general, yeah. we mistake um, meekness for weakness. All the time. And... Meekness is not weakness, but it is power under control. That's what Christ um, exhibited whenever he went to the cross. He was yeah. meek. He could have came off of the cross at any time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't. He sub- yeah. Like we said, he submitted that. Well, meekness is what? Strength under control. Mm-hmm. It's not weakness. It's strength under control. Exactly. And so when we think of meekness the, the really the, the picture that is painted in, in the original language is a horse being bridled right right a horse is stronger than most men mm-hmm. i would dare say uh, you know your average horse is probably stronger than all men but <laughs> at least most men yeah and that horse does not have to be subservient to the to the guy right who, who's controlling him mm-hmm. doesn't have to be he's stronger you know i mean now as man you know you just go get a gun. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Boom. Um, but it's like we're going to have steaks and glue. Uh, <laughs> but, but you know, in all honesty, that horse is so much more powerful than the man. Mm-hmm. But it, the horse allows the man to bridle him and, and tame him and, and, and to where he's being used by the man. He's being, but he's still just as powerful as he ever was. Right, right. Maybe even more so because the man is exercising and the man is feeding him well, you know, that kind of thing. And so the picture is this 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 horse that's been trained and even though he's so powerful he can do whatever, you know, he decides to submit himself and he's under control. Mm-hmm. And he's not wild and he's not rambunctious, but he's he's under control. And so... That's kind of the idea. Another idea would be um, if you ever, you know, you look at some of the stuff in the Middle East and uh, you see these soldiers carrying guns, but they're not waving them around. They're not threatening everybody. They're not. Mm-hmm. But if something were to go down, they, they'd be on the ready. And same thing, the ancient ancient picture, that is a soldier with his, with his sword sheathed, right? Mm-hmm. right? Instead of just whipping it out and, and, and tearing people apart. He, he keeps it closed. And so we are to be like that. Our strength is to be under control. We're not to be people who are violent and ugly and more concerned about ourselves than we are everyone else. There again, today's power says you got to look after you. Yeah. You've got to look after you. Biblical power says that my strength is to be for others. To be yeah. used for the glory of God. Modern day uh, uh, idea of power says power needs to be used for you. Even to the point to where they say that um, uh, when when uh, white people were helping black people escape from slavery or uh, change laws back, you know, Jim Crow era, that kind of thing, that that they only did it for their own it, it was only been, it was beneficial to them to mm-hmm. do so so 
it's so tribalism that that a person can't even help another person unless it's beneficial to them right, right. and that that's the whole idea of the the power um they would even say you know you got pastors like mark driscoll who who um are buying into the critical race theory they're they're all about this thing and yet these very same people that they're helping are looking at him and going the only reason you're helping is because it's beneficial to you mm. right so that his help isn't even appreciated yeah because power can only be used for your own benefit and your own good so driscoll's going down that rabbit hole too huh no 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 did i say driscoll you said driscoll i thought i said matt chandler no I'm sorry, Chandler, Chandler, Don't Matt be Chandler. slandering Mark Driscoll? My bus, man. He's having a hard enough time. He's got a hard enough time <laughs> being half Pentecostal and everything, you know? But, uh, <laughs> um, sorry, sorry. No, um, Chandler. Yeah. I'm glad you caught that. All right. So, it, it's one of those things uh, where when we look at strength, we have to look at our strength to be able to um, bring glory to God and to to help others. Mm-hmm. Another part of that is the strength to deny one's own self. Right. Right? So when we look at Scripture, we see Jesus hanging on the cross. Mm-hmm. He denied himself. And he, 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 he wound up uh, dying for us even though he had the power not to, right? Right. Uh, also, that that kind of echoes Second um, uh, Peter one three. His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I like that. So, uh, <laughs> um, I'm sitting here looking. So. Ephesians 6, 7, I mean, 6, 10 says this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his of His might. Yeah. So you can't even access this strength unless you're accessing it from God, right? You, you cannot, you, you cannot. And, that, and so that explains, too, why the world would say that if there's any power exhibited that it would be exhibited for one's own benefit yeah because our power isn't our own yeah it's his power exactly we we benefit from our our father and think of it too like what the world says whenever you um any sort of advertising for anything where there's a where there's a decision to be made like, yeah well like voting for instance we're putting the power in your hands yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really gives you that strong sense of independence and pride. The feminist movement, empowering uh-huh. women. Well, that brings up another thing, right? So when we're when when you know everybody wanting to to power you, to empowering women, empowering self, empowering this, empowering that, you need to be empowered by Christ first of all and foremost. That's the only one that matters. Yep. Second of all, when the world is is pushing this power upon you. What are you looking? What what what's the purpose of having that power? Mm. Right. Well, the purpose of having that power is your own benefit. benefit. Yeah. And so there again, I can see why the world would say that the only reason anybody helps anybody is to to give power to for their own benefit, because it it does make sense to uh, at least on the surface level. Mm-hmm. But here's Christ dying for us. Here we are as Christians supposed to be sacrificing ourselves for the church and and to serve others, to see others come to Christ. We see missionaries travel, get rid of their houses, get rid of their money, get rid of their kids' college funds to go and travel the world to see men and women come to know Jesus in foreign lands. That's not for their benefit. Right. That's for the benefit of Christ and his glory and for the benefit of those who get to hear the gospel. Amen. And so we should, our strength comes through in sacrifice. So when people slap you, what does Christ say? Turn the other Turn cheek. Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. Why? Because you submit your, you submit your 
pride for the glory of God. Mm. Now, if somebody slaps your kid on the cheek, that's different. You get to unleash a little bit of that power. Yeah. And and, and show that God, I mean, or show that you don't touch what God has given me like that, right? Mm-hmm. You you don't That's get to part of you don't get to that responsibility to protect. Yeah. Or even if it's say you just saw if you saw a man beating a woman in the middle of the street, right? Mm. You have an obligation to stop it somehow. So you may not be power uh, you know like strong like a, a big strong guy, right? Mm-hmm. To be able to actually dive in because you might get hurt yourself and I don't mean a little bit, but like legitimately. Yeah. But even then, even then, now that I'm using this analogy, if you were to die to save someone else, to protect that that woman, Mm -hmm. the Bible says that there is no greater love than than, than for a brother to give himself for another brother. Right? There is no greater love than that. Mm -hmm. Our power comes from the love of Jesus Christ, from from the love that, that we sacrifice ourselves for those who hate us. Yeah. And so... When we're sitting here talking about power, we have the power to take a slap in the face. We have the power to lay down our own life for those who cannot protect themselves. We have the power to stand up against social justice that hurts more people than it's ever going to help. God has given us the power to speak out against these things that we see as the world uh, uh, that so when the world is screaming and shouting down with God, you know they're praying to some God named Brahma, and then a buffalo shows up in the in the in the uh, the capital. The capital. Uh, when when men are claiming to be women and then punching them in the face in a in a in a fighting tournament or breaking records all over the place for women's sports and stuff. As a Christian, God has given you the power to stand up and say, no, no, we don't agree with that. Because it's wrong. So whenever, and you say, well, okay, yeah. All right, that, that's that's fine, that's cool. Uh, but wait until your, your workplace, right, starts to say, uh, well, you're going to have to sign this, mm-hmm. or you're going to have to do that, or you're going to have to, uh, come in and, and, and deal with this meeting. What are you to do then? Yeah. God's given you the power to take a stand. God's given you the power to not just take a stand, but to actually lead. Yeah. What we've got is a problem now with too many cowards. Mm. You see that with the gospel coalition and, and together for the gospel. They see a tide change, and what do they do? They start submitting to the tide change. Yep. Oh, we're all about the gospel. Wait, wait, wait. The world doesn't like that anymore? Oh. And, and so, you know, now we can say uh, we must show uh, pronoun hospitality. For the sake of the gospel. Shut up. Shut up. Because the Bible says that I'm not to lie to you. Yeah. And to call you a ma'am when you are definitely a sir is a lie. And sinful. And so, now, don't get us wrong. Say it's a really good job that they've done pretending to be someone else. And they legitimately look like a woman. And you say, yes, ma'am. You know, you're not going to hell for that. You're not going to hell for if you if you submit to the other side or whatnot. What I am saying, though, is uh, if given the opportunity to take a stand, you ought to. Yeah. The Again, world, look at, I mean... We have the power to go to church whenever people, the state says y'all not to. There's COVID and out there, and you can't. And you can't. And you can't look at look at Canada. And there's more like it, but Pastor James coach. Yeah. Well, they lock up your church. Well, well, that's that sucks. I mean, honestly, do you lock up our building? We pay money to to have that building. We try to use that building for the glory of God. Oh, but you're gonna take it. Hmm. You didn't take the church. You no, you took you a building. Yep. So we're still going to meet. And we're going to have dinner on the grounds because we Baptists. That's right. It's going to be a potluck. <laughs> uh, it, it just, we have the power to 
bring glory to God. And that's Acts 5.20. Acts 5.29, it says, We must obey God rather than man. When when the, the uh, Sanhedrin brought in uh, Paul and, and a couple of other disciples and said, Hey, you need to quit that preaching Jesus Christ, that he's risen. You need to stop that. Paul says, No, I will not. I cannot. Now, this is the same man not that long ago Whenever a little girl confronted him and said, hey, aren't you one of them followers of Christ or uh, of Jesus? He goes, uh-uh, uh-uh, cuss word no. Yeah, you know what, that was Peter. Yeah. yeah, and then next thing you know, he's standing there in front of Sanhedrin and says, look, you do that, we're going to do what's right by now. Yeah, God. he said, if it's, if it's right for us to stand here and do this or not, you'd, you'd be the judge of that. you decide, yeah. we can't stop talking about what we've done seen and heard that's the power of jesus christ that's the redneck commentary that's the power of jesus christ now i'm gonna gonna go and tell you something a lot of people because when we looked this up i found so many things that were talking about healings Mm. the power of god is not in healing we live in a fallen world people are going to be hurt let me rephrase what i said yeah the physical healing of the now. It's not limited to that. It's not just yeah. that. It's so much more. And just because he doesn't, doesn't mean that there's not power. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. God has us, he set us up so that he can heal. He can heal He can heal miraculously. He can heal physically. He can do it now. He can do it later. He can do it through doctors. He can do it uh, ha- however he wants. And then sometimes he chooses not to do it at all. And whenever he chooses not to, as Christians, he gives us power to endure it. Amen. Uh, what did he tell Paul about having a thorn in his side? He said, my grace is sufficient to, to you. Yeah. For you. I've got it right here in front of me. It's right there. <laughs> Just read it. It's in the list. <laughs> there you go. Second uh, Corinthians twelve nine, but he said to me, "My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness." Therefore, Paul says, "I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me." There again, the power of Christ does not look like what the world declares as power. Rome was power. No, Christ is power. That's right. Rome. The United States is power. No, Christ is power. Still. And they're going to find out, too. One way or the other. Every knee's going to bow. Every knee's going to bow, son. Every single one. Did, whoever it was, I remember somebody, um, this is a, a, a th- somebody was in saying, this isn't going to be about God, and this was political stuff, right? Mm. Yes, okay. it is. Everything is. Yes, it is, Lisa. <laughs> uh, God sustains our life. This is how involved he's in. He's involved in your life and my life and, and everyone's life. That not only did he give us life at birth, right? Mm-hmm. He is the sustaining presence of our life. Sustaining presence of our life. He doesn't have to kill us, right? He doesn't have to have an active role in killing us. In other words, if I wanted to kill you, I'd have to grab a knife or a gun, and I'd have to go at you, right? God ceases sustaining life because he's the one giving the life in the first place. Yeah. So for you to lose your life at the hand of God, he removes his sustaining grace or or his sustaining power of that life. Therefore, what makes you think that any part of anything does not revolve around God? There is no secular society. There is literally no secular society. The people who are worshiping at the altar of Darwin and evolution are worshiping gods. They're worshiping themselves. They're worshiping, and that's why they strive for political power the way that they do, for education power the way that they do. But God 
is stronger than all of that. He brought down the, 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 the city of Rome, the empire of Rome. If we don't repent, he'll bring us down too. Yeah. Psalm, as a nation. Psalm 89, starting in verse 11 says, the heavens are yours. The earth is also yours. The world and all it contains. You have founded them. The north and the south, you have created them. Tabor and Hermon shout for joy at your name. You have a strong arm. Your hand is mighty. Your right hand is exalted. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Loving kindness and truth go before you. How blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. Oh, Lord, they walk in the light of your countenance. Amen. That's good. Amen. I mean, there's just sometimes you... Let's not try to add to that, right? Like, like, <laughs> like, like there's some things when you read it in scripture, you're like, I don't want to even attempt commentary on that. It, it speaks I mean, for that's, itself. That's it's Psalms. That yeah. right there, that that just blasts in the face of all of the enemies of God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's the soundtrack to spiritual warfare. Why do we Christians feel like we need to have the institutions? Why do we feel like we have to have the institutions? I, I mean, and, and I'm Southern Baptist. We're the we're the largest the largest Protestant denomination in America, mm. and we're so afraid of losing our institution. There's nothing wrong with being a part of a denomination or a a a, a um, uh, convention like we are. Okay, but if that thing turns south. And we're starting to see signs of that in ours. There's nothing wrong with fighting for it. But if you lose, you lose and you move on. Right. Because God does not work through that. He works through me and you. He works through the church. He works through the family. Now, he can use those institutions and he can use those things. And I, and I, and I, I'm, I'm very hesitant to be like, you know, I don't want to ever sound like abandoned ship. Right. Okay. Because that, that's, that's not the time. But we just put faith in these things. The Gospel Coalition. You know, we put faith in that. I mean, um, uh, what else? Acts 29 is a big thing in the Christian world. We, we, yeah. We've got faith in these institutions. And it's almost like we've got more faith in those institutions than we do God. The power doesn't come from our institutions. The institutions that are obedient to God get their power from God. But the power does not exist within those institutions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if they abandon God, we don't we don't try to to still use their power. We use the power of God. Is that confusing? Yeah, I I feel like that could have been very easily gotten a little confusing. I don't think so. Okay, so uh, where else are we going here? With with power. It all comes back to Christ. It all comes back to Christ. Your salvation was a was an act of power, of supernatural power. Mm -hmm. And that's what Christ even said whenever he said, all authority has been given yeah. to him in heaven and on earth. And... Also, I'm just looking at the next half stuff. of that is that, that. Well, the next half of that is what people always remember. So go, therefore, and make, make disciples. disciples of all nations. That's right. They remember to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. They very rarely remember that all authority on heaven and earth has been given to Christ. So what does all mean in the original language? Uh, all? <laughs> Synonym. All of it. Everything. Everything. All of um, Yeah, I, I mean, it just, we don't have any, any, any. And, and he can do what he wills. That's something else, too. People go, well, what if God does this? Oh, well, he does that. Mm -hmm. So be it. Well, what if he does that? I, I don't know what to tell you. Get over yourself. Pray. This is for the glory of God, not not for your glory, not for my glory. Mm -hmm. And that's where our power comes from, too. I mean, we've been saying our power comes from 
God from the Lord Jesus Christ. It does. But we in in tapping into that, in accessing that, we have to submit to our own pride, sinful, selfish desires. We have to give all that to him. We have yeah, exactly. We have to give all of that to him and then in dealing with stuff, whether we like it or not, he gives us the power to. Yeah, yeah. An aspect of that would be uh, that verse that everybody likes to run to about God. Uh, let me think of how it goes. Um, I could do all things through Jesus Christ. Who strengthens me? Who strengthens me? I like the meme that makes fun of it. Or the people that take it out of context. Yeah. It says, I can do all things through a verse taken out of context. <laughs> uh, so Didn't study for that spelling test? Well, you can do all things. So All things. What is what, um, what are we talking about? All things for his glory. That's right. All things for his glory. Not ours. Not other people's. Another verse that's uh, taken out of context is the uh, uh, the one that basically says that he won't give me any more than I can handle. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly where it's yeah. At. See if you can spot that. I'll, I'll I'll see if we. First Corinthians ten thirteen. No temptation is overtaking you, but such as is common to man. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But, but, with the temptation, will provide the way of escape also, so that you will be able to endure it. That's what translation is that? Uh, this is the NAS, NASB. Yeah, that that one. I mean, because that one actually refers to it as temptation. Mm-hmm. A lot of them just say that God won't give me any more than I can handle, type thing. But that actually said He will not give us the temptation. He will always give us a way out of temptation. Mm-hmm. That's what it's referring to. Yeah, yeah. So we have the power not to sin when we are tempted. We have the power not to, not to fall into that sin. We don't have to be a slave to sin anymore. Mm-hmm. We can be a slave to Christ. Now, one of the cool things is we always hear people talk about freedom, 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 freedom. You're a slave to something. Everybody I is. have free will. No, you don't. No, you don't. Your will is either a slave to sin or a slave to Christ. Mm-hmm. One or the other. It's funny, too. It seems that the the... Definition of power by the world, the, the power that the world offers leads yeah. to slavery, yet uh-huh. slavery to Christ leads to power. Amen. Amen. They're just a sorry counterfeit. Yeah. Yeah. Like all things in the world. Exactly. Like all things of the world. You submit yourself to the power of Christ, you'll be freer than you've ever been. You live in the freedom of, of the world, and you're going to wind up being a miserable slave. Yeah. And 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 there's no way around. It. I, I yeah, that was a fantastic point. <laughs> I'm glad you 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 brought that up to the the surface. Um. Uh, let's see here. Second Timothy one seven says, "For God has not given us the spirit of fear." But why am I reading that? I know that one. You said Second Timothy one seven. Uh, I said he knows what he's about. I know to read. what I'm about to read. Yeah, I, <laughs> we're gonna read it again for the show's <laughs> over with too. Yeah, <laughs> hold on, let me. My bust. <laughs> I was jumping ahead. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> um. Let, okay. Let, let's do this, right? So okay. we're talking about powers of the world and everything, and yeah. governments, and, and and the government has power and everything. Nebuchadnezzar was the most powerful man on the planet at one time, right? Mm-hmm. And what did God do to him? Turned him into a wild animal. Turned the man into a wild animal humbled him to say the least joe biden's the most powerful man on the planet right now yeah look at him i I just that's we we have an administration that cares less for god than any administration before it Mm -hmm. now i don't believe personally they're not ashamed of it either no 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 that's the thing i don't think donald trump was a or is a christian all right judging the fruit brother judging the fruit that being said, he definitely had the the he listened to Christians. Yeah. He he wanted to represent them. Um and so his most his pro life president 
That'd yeah, he was also the most pro-gay president we've ever had. Too. There you go. I, I mean, honestly, um, so we can sit there and maybe up until maybe up until Biden, yeah. but but even even Obama when he first came into office was like no marriage for a man and a woman, and it, that that sounded like I said no marriage for a man and a woman. It was <laughs> no against the gay marriage. Marriage is for a man and a woman, and um, then he then he you know he he changed. He evolved. He didn't flip flop. He evolved, and. Uh, he said, "I can't get elected president saying this stuff. <laughs> Once I'm president, then I'll then I'll say it." Um, Trump, Trump. So, so, and that's not a slam on any. I mean, well, I reckon it is, but the the whole thing though is this administration is anti God, and you're going to see things fall apart. You're going to see things fall apart, namely Joe Biden. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't help it, man. I had to. Uh, um, it's uh, come on, I'm man. I'm sorry. Uh, so it's true. <laughs> it's true. All right. Um, we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch things fall apart. Mm. And as a nation, if we want to see our nation come back from the brink. We're going to have to do something very important. And it's the most powerful thing we could ever do. And that's look to see our, our, our government bring glory to God. Yeah. We have to, we have to, all these conservatives, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. All these conservative people who, who will not say my job is to bring glory to God in this office. Mm-hmm. They're not worthy of it. Mm, They're not good. worthy of it. Sure not. All these liberals, same thing. They're bringing glory to their God. Mm-hmm. They're bringing glory to their God. Themselves. But you're not allowed. It's more than that, though. It's more than that. That's part of it. Of yeah. Course. But but they they their God, their Father. Who are they bringing? Who's their Father? The according devil. to according to Jesus, He says, "You are of of your Father, Satan. the devil." Mm-hmm. That's right? right. And they are of their Father, the devil. Mm-hmm. And they put on this 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 show of power that they don't have. Yeah. Look look at Moses. Look at Moses when he walks into the into uh, Egypt, humble. He he can't even speak for himself. He has Aaron speaking for him. And all of a sudden, he breaks out, and and, and uh, he turns a staff into a or God turns a staff into a stick. And the wizard say, "Well, that ain't that bad. Watch this. We'll do it too." And and now there's a bunch of snakes on the ground where they've uh-huh. turned there. But what does what does Moses' staff do? It eats up all the others. It eats the other one, son. We forget that. Yeah, we forget that. But it has to be for God's glory. Mm-hmm. And if we want to see change in a positive direction, we cannot be ashamed or afraid to say that this is for the glory of God. Yeah. And you said something earlier, too, about we're just watching see things fall apart. Yeah, to an extent, that is absolutely right. And you're going to see people that don't know God absolutely freak out, lose their minds. And, I mean, that's what we see anyway, the whole Romans 1 depraved yeah. mind. You see violence in the streets and persecutions coming to Christians because got to blame somebody. Might as well blame God's people. And what does the Bible say? God is on his throne, and he laughs at his enemies. And yeah. that's why Christians have that power and have a peace that goes with it because we know who is ultimately in control of everything. And he's going to allow it to go as far as he does, no matter how far that is. But he still has control over all of it. So what are we worried about? Most time ourselves. <laughs> you got that right. All right. So Acts 10 38, let me see if I can get that clear. You know of Jesus of Nazareth, who God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good and healing all who were um, oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Yeah, was with him. Christ mm. served 
had more power than any other man to ever walk the face of the earth because he was God. He created, John 1 1 says, in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. He was with God and he was, mm-hmm. he was God and he was with God. That's right. Walked on earth healing those who were under the, the control of Satan. He still does that today. He uses his people, his church, to do that. To proclaim the gospel. To proclaim the gospel. The gospel has power. Scripture has power. Um, our Pentecostal brothers will say, man, y'all, y'all just, you know, you, you, it's, it's uh, the Father, the Son, and the Bible, would you? The the Bible is is tied in with script with the Holy Spirit. Mm. You can't pull those things apart. The Holy Spirit gave us the Bible. The Holy Spirit allows us to understand the Bible. That's why we put so much focus on it. It's God's very word. Right. And it's not an imagination or a dream that I had last night. It's his word that's written down for me to to have and cherish and read and and, and memorize. And you take that word and you give it to others. And that very word of Jesus Christ, the very words that he spoke to to the sick and to the dying, he speaks to them today that your sins can be forgiven, that you no longer have to be oppressed by the devil, that you can be set free of those chains, that you can live a life of freedom. And if you are one of his children, you are set free from those chains. Amen. Walk in it. Amen. So Psalm 66, starting in verse 5, just 5 to 7, says, Come and see the works of God, who is awesome in his deeds towards the sons of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They passed through the river on foot. There let us rejoice in him. He rules by his might forever. His eyes keep watch on the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've got I've got one over here in Second Timothy. This is uh Paul speaking to Timothy. Mm-hmm. And uh it's I, I think it's a challenge to all of us. And we get this uh we'll read this and then we'll start to shut her down. But therefore, this is Second Timothy one eight. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his uh, prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. He says, join with me in suffering. That's good. He says, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord Jesus Christ. Suffering for the gospel according to the power of God. Son. Let's piggyback on that right quick. Too. Okay. okay. It was Go Romans one sixteen, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. Amen. Look, guys, if you're feeling like you don't have power, if you're feeling weak, remember who your daddy is. That's right. Remember who your father in heaven is. You don't have the same father of the world. The world has the father of the devil. He is their father. We have father of God. Jesus Christ has given us his gospel and, and and even there again, his testimony. We are to proclaim what Christ has done for us on the cross. We are to become prisoners of his suffering for the gospel, for the power of God, according to the power of God. We're to be working, striving. We have the power. You're going to be powerless as all you think about is yourself. Christian. Christian. Remember that. When you think of yourself, you're losing the power of the gospel. 
when you are willing to turn yourself into a slave to Christ and suffer for the gospel according to the power of God, you're more powerful than anyone else around you. How can they find us? Head on over to www.bigfootrevival.com to find things that are all us, including all of our previous podcast episodes with some interviews from some great guests and some well-thought-out blogs. You also got links over there to all our social medias, including Facebook, where we're probably most active right now. So just click on over there. And then if you still want to get up with us and, and reach out to us and Nothing else has worked for you for whatever reason. Hit us up on our email address. That's BigfootRevival at gmail.com. Dot com. <laughs> All right. So remember that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, sound judgment. Until next time, guess what? We out. Deuces. <laughs>